Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and of course, all you curious individuals that I say with the utmost respect and love. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. In this episode, I am so pleased to be talking to Ashley Snyder, Senior Technical Consultant for GlideFast and ServiceNow Developer MVP. Congratulations, Ashley. How are you today? Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. I'm doing well and really excited to be here. Well, let's start out. Have you been on a podcast before? Um, I was on um, Andrew's podcast, Between Two Functions. I think that's coming out shortly. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, that was a really good one. If if you haven't listened to your listener, I invite you. It's a, it's a great conversation. He's spotlighting uh, people. Well, he's, he's starting in the ServiceNow ecosystem. I have no idea what Andrew and Mark's vision is for the future, but it's just been a lot of fun discussions to get to know people. And that's a great segue Let's get to know Ashley. What's your what's your superhero story? Um, my superhero story. So I've been working in ServiceNow for a little over four years now. Um, you know, before that, I was working in IT, but like a lot of us, I was either you know either on Service Desk or oh yeah doing desktop support. Uh, I think a lot of us have that background, and ServiceNow kind of found me. Uh, I would say I would say. Um, you know, I've been working on it with ITSM and different modules over four years. You know, really, you know, as on the admin team and developer team, anything that kind of got thrown at me, I would I would take on. Um, but, you know, recently I've been doing a lot of front end stuff like service portal and workspace, which is pretty cool. Now, do you have a designer background? Is that how you you, you gravitated towards the service portal UI builder stuff? I don't. But I find that like what I really enjoy is kind of like sitting and staring at something and moving things like pixel by pixel to see if they align up. So I enjoy that kind of work. So when this comes my way, um, I think it kind of just fits naturally what I like to do. You're an artist at heart. We all have a creative side. It, it, it's it's strange, but even the technical people have that creative streak in them because if you're given a requirement, it, you, 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 you have to craft. There's as much art in computer science as there is science. Yeah, you, you need to know algorithms and best practices and patterns and whatnot, but there's still many ways to solve a problem and how you approach that problem is unique to the individual, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's probably why a lot of us love working in service now, because you get a little bit of both. You get to use that technical muscle and that creative muscle um, at the same time. And that's like the really fun part about working on this platform. Your design skills are probably a lot like mine. You look at it and go... Uh, no, that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit lower than the other one. Let me I, fix it. I don't know what good looks like, but I know what that isn't. <laughs> so when you're not doing service now, what do you enjoy doing? Um, so, you know, this past year, I know that you know, all of our kind of daily activities have changed this past year, but I like to be active. Um, so one thing I picked up a lot last year um, was lap swimming in the pool because that was one of the things that was open and I've really grown to love swimming. Um, recently, the indoor rock climbing gym in Raleigh is open. So I've been doing that, at least trying to go like once a week and picking walls to go up. And sometimes I can't get up them. So I'll set little goals for myself. Like I'm going to try to at least get two feet higher next time. Um, and then another thing that I've picked up or revisited recently was um, bass guitar. I used to play a little bit in college, kind of, you know, just try to learn and I, mm -hmm. I put it away 
you know, kind of focusing on my career and other things. And this year, um, I've just had time to sit down and pick it back up again, which has been really great. Um, and I've been going through, um, Fender has an online course. One of the things I learned the other day was a riff from um, the Beatles, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And I love that song. And here I am playing it um, a little bit on the bass guitar. And I just thought that was so cool. I, You know, I have a, a penchant for making parodies. Maybe we could uh, have a version of that. I look at the cash and I see it needs flushing. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And uh, that's as far as we're going to go with the singing on this podcast. But I, I like that song as well. You When you mentioned that, I went back and listened to it several times going, you know, I've never really paid that close attention to the bass in that 16 mm-hmm. bar, uh, you know, bridge in the middle. But that is fascinating because I'm always captivated by the guitar. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You know, I think that that catches most people's attention. Wow, we are way down a rabbit hole on this one and off. But I love talking to people like people. Let's go back to your origins. You mentioned you got to start on the IT service desk and you said that ServiceNow found you. Can you go a little deeper into that? Yeah, for sure. So I was working at the University um, of Texas at Austin at the time. And they were doing a ServiceNow implementation. And this was like way back in Fuji, which isn't way back to some people, but for me, that's way back. Um, And they just, they needed someone on their team. And I had shown like a lot of interest when they would come and do road shows for us, um, you know, as desktop support and such. Um, And I just had a lot of interest in the platform because I saw all the cool things it could do and what they were showing us. So when they had an opening on the team, um, they asked me to be on it, which was really great. At that time, I had never used ServiceNow before. So it definitely was a learning experience for me. But I had a real a lot of great mentors that would ask, you know, they would answer all my questions. I'd have questions about tables and related lists and things like that, you know, the basic stuff. But I could walk up to someone and ask them, which was great. Where did you find a lot of the help for those questions? So, uh, you know, a lot of the help that I find is on the community. So I think, you know, without the community, I don't know if I'd be here today. It really was a community that helped me out. Like six months after starting in ServiceNow, I found the SNDev Slack channel. And that was a game changer for me because I was able to find a community of people to talk to, not only about ServiceNow, but that were interested in a lot of the things that I was interested in mm-hmm. um, and get you know help from them, but also contribute my experience. So if I had learned something or had something that I figured out, someone would ask that question and I'd be able to answer it. Um, and that's what I really love about not only the Slack channel, but the community, um, you know, like the community site is that I get to take what I've learned and share it with other people. And that's what really keeps me engaged on the platform. Let's talk about your career again. How has ServiceNow impacted your career? You know, before I, before I started working in ServiceNow, I was kind of trying to search for what I wanted to do. There's so many avenues in IT, you know, there's system admin, you can go down Linux pathway, Windows pathway, network, all these different pathways that you can go down. Um, But when I got asked to be on the ServiceNow team, it kind of just clicked with me. You know, it was a challenge. Like we discussed before, you had the technical side, you had the creative side, and it's just really kept me engaged in like problem solving skills and creativity and just, you know, all the new releases that come out, there's always something new to learn. And I think like that's like really helped me in my career and kind of like just projected me forwards as it keeps me engaged. And that's what I love to do. That's what I like. So it motivates me every day. Are you finding that you know, the, the more features that are released, the more you have to drive your focus to something specific, whether service portal or mobile or integrations, 
Because it's there's so many, even if it's just the platform, I mean, not to, not to talk about the application suites that are on top of that CSM and you know, the intelligence aspects, just it seems like there's more and more things to learn. So you've got to focus your attention on something. Are you are you doing that or are you still trying to stay broadly aware of as much as possible at this point? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, beforehand I used to be, you know, more wide. I'd like to learn everything about the platform, but recently I have been more specialized. So I have been focusing more on workspace and now experience and front end stuff. Um, or even like CSM has been one that I've been working on a lot for my clients. So I haven't been doing so much with, you know, ITSM or some of the other modules. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of find that that's where I'm going. I don't know if other people are kind of going into those more specializations, but it is something that has helped me is to kind of focus on the areas that I'm working in. I think that's going to help the industry overall is to know, hey, I, we're looking to start building those workspace experiences. Who do we go for? And, oh, wait, Ashley's got this awesome blog at AshleySN.com and uh, you know, where you share your information. So that's a another great uh, uh, asset that listeners may want to look at. The um, and I, I love how it's it's Ashley S N, which is the first two letters of your last name, but also ServiceNow. Yeah, you may have a branding issue. I'm not going to say our legal department is coming after you and making you change your last <laughs> name or anything. <laughs> Just quick observation on my part. <laughs> and it, it worked out. It's catchy. Um, you know, it's kind of different and catchy, and it worked out. Hey, so. Bow Tie Man says it's all about the branding. What is your favorite feature or capability right now? Um, so kind of going back to talking about workspaces and front end stuff. So what my favorite new feature, kind of two new favorite features, you know, UI Builder, I've been poking at a lot in Quebec in my PDI. And now my new favorite feature alongside of that is the App Engine Studio because it really ties everything together for me as far as you know, creating the app from scratch, getting all the tables, getting all the data, but then also now you get to launch your workspace experience or your portal experience or even your mobile experience mm-hmm. and get started right from the app engine studio. And then you get to launch into UI builder and really get deep and do all the configuration that you want to do. So I'm going to say both of those are my favorite features right now. And what are your initial thoughts about UI builder? This is the first release where we've really been able to dig in deep. Tell me your initial thoughts about it. You know, at first when I saw, I was like, what? Like, this is this is a lot. There's a lot going on here. Um, you know, I I know there's the drag and drop functionality, but then we have the side panel to the vents and, and payloads and all this stuff. So when I first saw it, I knew there was a lot to learn, but the more I use it, the, the more it clicks. You know, like, it's just, you know, the more you learn about the software that you're using, the, the layout of the screen or the terminology and, you know, where to look for things, the easier it gets. So definitely it's one of those things that, you're not going to look at your PDI for an hour and be a master on it. It definitely is going to take some learning. Um, and it's going to take some, you know, real world experiences too, because, you know, with anything, your first draft of what you create on the UI builder isn't going to be the best one, but it is a learning experience. So definitely keep plugging away at it and learning on it. Um, Cause it, it will get easier and it will get more intuitive. It's a, I found that it's a lot more config, you know, it's clicks versus code where service mm-hmm. portal was, hey, I don't have a widget that does exactly what I want, so i got to go make my own widget. This is, I've got a component, and it's pretty darn configurable, and I can pop it up in a modal, or I can put it on a, 
uh, dashboard or homepage, uh, landing page. Sorry, I'm getting my terminology all over the place here, making a complete mess of the studio. <laughs> it's more config than code. Yes, there are places where you can go in and tweak the JSON here and there. So it, it's it's not a no or even a low code situation, but it is much more configurable is what I found. Yeah. And, and it's going to be exciting not only to see what customers build with UI Builder, because it is very flexible. You can get down to the wiring this to that. And when I click that, this happens. I mean, let's face it, modals without code, hey, it's possible now. But what people build and the experiences they come up with in Workspace is going to be just very exciting to see. Let's shift gears here. Can you share a story of when you felt like a super service now hero? Yeah, I can. So, you know, last year I had to work on a project and it was an integration between Remedy and ServiceNow. And it was it was an interesting challenge for me because the requirement was to sync attachments back and forth between Remedy and ServiceNow. Bidirectional? Yes. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> And Remedy has its own fun flavors of what it can do. Um, apparently, I don't know if all Remedy instances are like this, but it has, you know, slots or allocations of space for attachments based on their file size and, and stuff like that. So the interesting challenge for me was I had to not only come up with like a UI page, because we were still doing this in the platform, a UI page to kind of guide the user through this entire experience of syncing attachments. But I had to use some APIs um, that were provided. I had to integrate them into ServiceNow and know when to use them in script includes. But to compare the attachments and the files and stuff back and forth, I had to pull out some JavaScript methods to do so. And one of the really cool things I found was on the community, um, there was an article about using polyfill. So like, you know, going back and, and there's newer features in JavaScript that may not be supported on the flavor that ServiceNow is on right now, but they do have some polyfill methods that will kind of provide that backwards compatibility. Um, so I wanted to use one of the functions to, to put in ServiceNow so I, it would make it easier for me to compare the attachments back and forth. So I created a script include for that. So, you know, as you can see, there's all this like building and complexity and building and complexity. And at that time, I wasn't like the, the strongest coder. Um, you know, this isn't something that I had done on a daily basis. So that challenge really like taking this you know, end to end from the customer experience to all the scripts and all the things I had to do. At the end, I felt like a superhero because I had learned so much. You know, I had gone out of my box so much to learn to do this that I feel like when I get another complex situation like this, that I know the steps to take to do it. So that was a really good moment. For and that's me. really what it's all about is understanding the approach. You know, where where the resources you can call on. You mentioned SN devs and the community. You know, there's something out there. Okay, pivot again. What's the funnest thing you've ever built in ServiceNow? Oh, funnest thing? I think funnest thing I built was recently I had a really custom service portal experience for one of my clients. And this is, a, you know, it's a larger client and they want to produce really professional looking things out to their customers. So this one was just a lot of custom CSS um, that I had to do. And it was just like really fun to me because I got to play around with it. I got to, I worked a lot with their, their UI UX team, which was really cool. And, you know, they're, they're the creative ones that kind of design all this for me behind the scenes. And I got to make it come to life and service now. And that was just really fun to me to do. And I hope to do some more things like that. Wow. You know, talking to you reminds me of talking to 
uh, my in-laws. My father-in-law was a carpenter. He would frame up something real fast and put the drywall on and get the windows in. And then he would say, yep, it's done. But then his son, who's also a carpenter, would come in and do the finish work. So you'd have the trim that looked nice and the doors were hung straight. And, you know, he together they made a wonderful team. I'm, I'm sort of like my father-in-law when it comes to building apps. I'll get the table stood up. I'll get some UI actions in there. And, you know, it's functional but it ain't pretty. (laughs) You sound like the kind of person that likes to tweak with the CSS, which takes me like 80% of my project time is tweaking the CSS. (laughs) What was your first knowledge conference? And everybody's first is always like the best that they can remember. What's a memory that stands out from that one? So my, I'm pretty new to the knowledge. My first one was knowledge 18 and I didn't really even find out I was going until the Friday before. But, <laughs> so okay. That, that sounds like an expensive plane trip. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of uh, logistics that had to be handled really quickly. Um, but it was on, honestly also my first conference. So the best thing for me, the first memory I had, um, which knowledge 19 was awesome too, but it was just like, the keynote, you know, walking in all the people like gathering there in anticipation for the keynote and then the keynote starting. That was like so exciting for me. Like, I'll never forget that feeling. I I liked the the fact that you could walk up to these people that you may, may have seen on the community or uh, they have a, a product, you know, their name shows up somewhere in the ecosystem, either as a product manager, developer, MVP, uh, they've written a blog, they've got their YouTube channel, whatever it is, and and you can start interacting with them as real people, you know, yeah. much like we're doing today. You know, they play bass guitar, that's cool. We sing a little song, we do some karaoke on the weekend. You know, that it 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 humanizes them, yet everybody is very approachable. Mm-hmm. There there are there are no divas in the ServiceNow ecosystem that I can think of. Yeah. Uh everybody is very Hey, what do you need? I mean, that's the thing I remember from day one with my technical consultant in 2008 is, is, is that ask and you shall receive. And, and maybe not from the person you expected either. It's probably, you know, it's a very giving and give back system. Yeah, no, for sure. I know that, you know, like one of the things I also enjoyed is if you've been talking to someone on the Slack or the community you could meet up at that conference and actually talk like people or, you know, share and exchange ideas. And I'm really looking forward to doing that non-virtually um, here in the future. But yes, yes, it's really great. I mean, you've been talking to these people and you may talk to them multiple times a week. Now you actually get to meet them. And I've made some great friendships through doing that. Yeah. And if anybody's thinking about being a speaker at at a, a an event, whether it's CreatorCon or Knowledge or Now at Work or something... It, it, don't get nervous because you're speaking to a room full of people or a Zoom full of people. It's it, it it's the same friends you've been talking to, and and now you see their faces. So I think it breaks down some of that speaker nervousness. Like, hey, these are just my friends, and who's easier to talk to than your friends? Like, that's fun. There's a little bit of speaker advice. We'll be getting into more soft skills stuff in the upcoming months on this show. Trust me, we've we've got a plan. Uh, on the topic of knowledge and conferences, anything you're looking forward to at CreatorCon 21? Yeah, definitely the App Engine Studio, um, UI Builder experiences, um, but also to just 
things in Quebec that I don't even know that I don't even know yet. I'm so excited. This this release has been amazing. Like there's so much that I'm just looking forward to like looking at the sessions and like I don't I don't know about this. Let me check it out. I'm learning something new. There's always so much. <laughs> it doesn't slow down. It's a, it is a lot of fun. Well, you are in luck because obviously Brad Tilton has been putting out a video series on UI Builder. We've got the ServiceNow Ninjas that we mentioned earlier before. They've got a whole bunch of stuff out there. I mean, I just scanned their playlist yesterday on YouTube and went, wow, that's mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. Uh, so there are lots of resources that are coming out about that. Look for the more recent ones, though, that are you know, post-January 2021, because there are some videos that are out there prior to that. They won't include the same capabilities as UI Builder uh, in the past. So I think it was Orlando or Paris. You could build a landing page and that was about it. But now you can go into the individual components and configure them and tweak them and uh, hook them together. Like we said before, as for App Engine Studio, well, this is your week because as we're recording this on happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way, <laughs> we're recording this on March 17th and this will come out. Uh, what did I say? The 30th. So two weeks from now. Yes. Because, yeah. well, as of today on the 17th, the Breakpoint podcast with Chris Haas on App Engine Studio just dropped. So that's available from wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as if you go to bit.ly slash sn dash break dash point. I'm going to have to change that. We now have our own URL shortener. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure what I named the link yet, but we'll we'll get that out there. The um, We've got Brad and Andrew and possibly me will be on Live Coding Happy Hour on the 19th. Live Coding Happy Hour has App Engine Studio and Tuesday. I know this is going to be after the podcast comes out, but you can still find it. Hopefully I'll have it uploaded and cataloged and everything in the developer blog, community blog, and YouTube channel. We will have Valerie Myers Christensen and Chris Haas doing Tech Now from March 23rd on App Engine Studio as well. So lots of AES stuff coming. And if you don't find what you're looking for there, there's always CreatorCon. This is like... The big shiny. So that's that's going to be a big, big focus of CreatorCon 21. So sorry to take us down that marketing path, as it were. Okay, I got another question for you. What's one thing you'd like to see changed in ServiceNow? Could be improved, could be added, could be taken out. Yeah, what I'd like to see kind of as a developer, and this is just like a, I don't know if anyone said this before, just more tooltips and annotations on how to use new features in ServiceNow. And a lot of the time I'm exploring the doc site and the community site, and they all do like a really great job. But sometimes I'm just like staring at the tool itself, and I'm not really sure what something is. And I'll try to hover over, um, you know, the label or something to get the tooltip. But sometimes it's not there. Um so that's just would be like that would be a game changer for me. It's just Fair. kind of more in platform help. Yeah, a lot of them do. I think our developers could do a better job of making sure they all do as a standard practice. I mean, that should be like create a field, update the field label. It, it should be that sort of mentality that you've got on making a field label. My problem is. I, I'll be doing business rules or something, you know, traditional all day and go, all right, I don't need the annotations on and I'll forget to turn them back on. I turn them off and forget to turn them back on later. So, you know, all this beautiful help they may have put in is completely missed by yours truly. So it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I would love to see more of that as well. Let's put some documentation in there. Short answer. I agree. 
All right, let's let's wind it down. What is your dream job, Ashley? Oh, my dream job. Um, God, I really had a lot of fun recently writing my blog. So, you know, I've you know, as far as career-wise, I'd like to move into something like that. I really just enjoy writing and kind of going through that whole experience of teaching folks. Um, if I wasn't like working, working in a job, probably something with dogs. I'd love to be around dogs all day, you know, and take care of them or um, take them on walks, something like that, you know, where I'm active and I'm around um, animals. The dog blogger. How's that for a combination? <laughs> <create> a dog <laughs> blog. <laughs> dog blog. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a unique idea, but I just like the sound of saying dog blog. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us today. And before we leave, can you let the listener know we mentioned your website? We'll say it again, where they can find you. It could be LinkedIn, email. Where can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So um, LinkedIn, um, Ashley Snyder on LinkedIn. Um, And then also as far as my website, AshleySN.com. Um, I have email that flows through there. So definitely shoot an email or I'm always asking for comments on my blog post. Um, and I'll definitely reach back out to you. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Ashley. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Please don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them at community.servicenow.com under the resources menu. And I think I'm working on a short link for that too. <laughs> we'll get that out soon. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast to get it automatically delivered to you for free as they become available. And again, thank you so much, Ashley. It's been fun. Thank you, Chuck. I had fun and I'm looking forward to um, reaching out to everyone during Knowledge and Creator Com with all the events. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening.